1967, an international secret agent was cryogenically frozen in case the world ever required his services again. Now, evil is threatening the Earth. The time has come to bring him back. It's not unusual. Allow myself to introduce myself. Danger powers, personal effects. Actually, my name is Austin Powers. Danger's my middle name. In his time, he was the coolest secret agent alive. Unfortunately, it's freedom, baby. Yeah. This is not his time. How did this get in here? And he's a stranger in a strange land. This is my mother, Mrs. Exposition. Lovely. Austin! What have you done? That's not your mother, it's a man, baby! Ow! That really hurt! Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Mike Myers. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Elizabeth Hurley. Don't forget these. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Austin Powers, international man of mystery. Always wanting to have fun, Austin. That's you in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Help, I'm in a nutshell. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Franchise Fanatics. I'm Ryan Katmeyer. And I'm Cody Lindley. And this week, we are reviewing Cody Go Ahead. Oh, behave, baby. Austin Powers. Yeah, baby, yeah! Was that also the clue that you gave after the last episode? To... Yeah, it okay, was. I thought so. Yeah. Nice. I think that uh, Joe's going to have to make that part quieter. I feel like I screamed it into the mic. <laughs> I say I say he turns it up to 11. Uh, but also this week, we are joined by uh, a very dear friend of ours, comedian and friend of the pod, Audrey Schiffhauer. Hello, it's me. Thanks for being here, Audrey. Yeah, thanks so much, Audrey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. How we like to kick this off, Audrey, um, is we talk about who we should be sponsored by. Oh, groovy, smashing. Yay, capitalism. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick off this week. So this week we are sponsored by um, Hot Tubs. I think nice. they're great. I actually just went on a road trip across the American Northeast. Um, and I did hot tub a lot on this trip. And, uh, you know, that scene in this movie makes me go, I wish I had a hot tub. Mm -hmm. I think that scene in this movie makes you think a lot of things. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking a about. A lot of things. <laughs> and Ryan, who do you wish we were sponsored you know by? What? I'm going to I'm going to throw this one out to the fellas. You know, I think we should be sponsored by Swedish made penis and larger pumps. You know, I think I think it's just time we get one for the boys on this show. All right. You know, we don't get a whole lot these days. So I think we should just get some freaking Swedish made penis enlargement pumps. That's not my bag, baby. <laughs> Somebody's playing a prank on me. And now everyone who doesn't know me and is listening to this probably fucking hates me. But uh, that's that's what I'm here for. I love it. Audrey, who should we be sponsored by? I think we should be sponsored by Starbucks, but only the locations that are inside an active volcano. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. There's got to be more than one. Yeah, there's like at least three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're probably doing well. So, yeah, that's a lot of sponsorship dollars our way. Tourist destination. So, Audrey, let's get them initial thoughts. When I say 
Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. What comes to mind? Oh, man. Okay, I have to be honest. My first memory is watching those movies with my dad. And they're actually good movies to watch with your parents for the most part, because so many of the jokes go totally over your head when you're like nine years old. So I remember watching the Dr. Evil and Scott scene where they're in like family therapy and Dr. Evil stands up and he gives that whole speech about his childhood and his life. And my dad was cracking up and I was like, I don't get this. And my dad was like, just don't worry about it. So, yeah, I watched these movies a lot when I was a kid and oh, they're so fun. I love them. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Yeah, I um, I definitely have a, a lot of love for these movies, especially growing up. Like these were very, very formative movies for me uh, in a lot of ways. I think I don't want to say developed my sense of humor a lot because of them, but like definitely shaped a lot of like what I thought was funny at the time. Uh, yeah, I thought the same thing, Audrey. Actually, I, I rewatched the first one last night, uh, the one we're doing now. Uh, and yeah, there was a moment where. Austin was like, there's only two things I'm afraid of. And then he says, I think the first one is like sharks or something like that. And then he doesn't say the second one. They're like, what's the second one? He just goes, carnies. <laughs> and <then he> explains <laughs> that a little bit. And like, that's definitely not a joke I thought was very good uh, growing up. But or I, I not not didn't think was growing up, but like just totally seemed like regular old dialogue. But yeah, also like, you know, these, these movies are just packed with jokes. This one is just like joke, joke, joke. Like I think rewatching it yesterday, I was kind of thinking about like how much it was almost like airplane in that way, where it's like almost every sentence in some way or another, uh, ones that do go over your head, I think is as a kid, uh, are definitely there. So yeah, it's just kind of like joke after joke after joke and the performances are so good. It's a, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny. Growing up, I didn't like these movies that much. Um, not like I still thought they were good movies. They just weren't like for some reason they didn't click with me. And I think that's like two things. I think that like <laughs> I just don't think like I think I probably wasn't allowed to watch them. Um, my parents were a little strict about stuff like that. And my brother really liked it. So I bet he snuck like allowed me to watch it like a handful of times. So that's probably like why I probably was like halfway through and we had to stop or something. And the other reason is I grew up um really on like the Pierce Brosnan James Bond films. Like my dad loved them. But then, I mean, obviously like in college, I saw a bunch of the older James Bond movies and this is such a good parody. Like I rewatched, someone was like, have you ever seen one of them? I was like, no, we watched it. And then we watched Austin Powers. And I was like, oh, it like really recontextualized a lot. And I, I mean, it's a great series. I really like it now, but it's just so funny. I remember being like a kid and people were like, it's so funny. And I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah, but it's funny because I didn't know anything about James Bond. And when I was a little kid, I didn't know that it was a parody of anything. And so I just was like, these girls names are so dirty. And then I was like, oh, this is not like <laughs> an Austin Powers original idea. This comes from <laughs> like straight from James Bond. So it's not like I was watching it as a parody of James Bond. I was just watching it as a funny movie. Well, sorry, Audrey. That I didn't like them. You guys were funnier than me growing up. I bet. I bet. Now we're all equally funny. Thank God. Maybe. Thank goodness that we got that checked and we're all exact with exactly equally funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, behave. So Austin Powers. I mean, Mike Myers, Ray does this role so fun. 
he's just, you know, he is the living embodiment of like the counterculture in the 60s. I, you know, uh, it's wild. It's so funny. Anybody else got thoughts about Austin Powers? Yeah, about him um, as a character. Really, no. <laughs> yeah, no more thoughts. That's it. OK. Let's yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do love that he's like objectively. I mean, I'm just going to. I don't know if this is the right way to phrase this, but um, he's obviously like kind of ugly and he's but he like gets all these girls and all these girls are like, it's Austin Powers. And I just thought that 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 was something that I thought was funny as a kid is I was like, this guy is, you know. By society's standards, not attractive, but he's like a total sex bomb. And and I just thought that that was very funny. And also they like don't really talk about that. That's not part of the movie. It's just funny from, you know, watching it from the outside. Yeah, he's a very, very funny character in so many different ways. Like his physical comedy is great. You know, got to got to really give it to Mike Myers in this role or these roles rather. Um, But yeah, you know, he's he's just a really funny character. Like it just kind of everything he does. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, Mike Myers wrote it for himself. So, like, I think that alone is pretty funny that, like, you know, he signed up to specifically do this character, which I think is like a pretty funny thing as well. And also stop me if we're going to talk about this, but probably the best opening credits sequence, like of basically any movie I saw as a kid. And this was probably one of the first movies where I thought, oh, you're allowed to do funny things with the opening credits of a movie. It's truly like, like, I'll go like watch it on YouTube separate from the movie. It's just so good. Yeah. The do 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 That's probably not it at all. I'm tone deaf, but you guys no, know what I is. mean. Uh, very yeah. But just the whole <laughs> sequence of the parade and the streets and the fashion models and, and him and the pool. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just maybe the pool is the second one. Sorry, but just the, the pool is the second one. Yes. But hey, it's still great. Well, yeah. In the first one, there's a moment where like the cops stop him and there's like just a beat. And then the cop immediately dances with them. And that like, you're right. It's just very fun and very funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Ryan, you mentioned roles. Dr. Evil obviously is next. So funny. I mean, just so, so iconic. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently like it's an impression of Lauren Michaels. Oh, I <laughs> Ryan's didn't know that his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's how he sounds, but it's just always been hilarious from the pinky always up to like the shh bit that he does. And I think each one, right? Oh, talk about formative sense of humor. That is that was so funny. Oh, God, that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in any movie. It's just so good. And it goes on for so long. <laughs> yeah, Cody. Uh, I, well, Audrey, I want to hear your thoughts, but I, I just have a, a question because uh, for those who have listened for Cody famously hates when actors play multiple roles in a movie uh, when he slammed Michael J. Fox. But Cody, how do you feel about Mike Myers playing uh, multiple characters in this movie? Listen, it's allowed. It's good. I like it. It's I mean, he does both so differently and so well. That's why I think like this works for me and I won't name any other actors so we don't burn bridges on this podcast anymore. But other actors who it's just like them, them with a slightly older accent and a different costume, them with a higher voice like when they're not doing things that set characters apart i think that's when it actually annoys me i love ryan was just expecting a yes or no answer and i'm diving in here but no i mean this obviously works really really well love that you slammed america's sweetheart angel michael j fox of all people to not like i'm 
It was only for the third I would have been one. Coming out a little hot with that question. <laughs> it was only the third one. I just didn't <laughs> like the old, like the old timey Western Michael J. Fox. That movie has a lot of problems. Listen to our podcast if you haven't yet. Audrey. I have. I've listened to every episode. I came very prepared. You guys do Radio Lab, right? Yeah, we're we're sponsored by uh will I get sued if I lie and say we're sponsored by Radio Lab? I don't know. What are they gonna see what under what grounds? That we're not. Yeah, I don't I, I mean that's just a lie. I don't think they can sue. Also, anybody. this is very inception, like we're now being sponsored by a podcast that has sponsors, so I don't think that there's anything oh. wrong saying that we're sponsored by Radiolab. I think that's fine. That's fair. What if in the future we are sponsored by Radiolab and this just becomes a whole hilarious thing for our mega fans? If Radiolab is not your podcast, then I have never listened to your podcast. So I made a mistake. That's fine. Fair. You fight like a woman. Well, Audrey, what do you think of Dr. Evil? Well, I just, again, it's funny to talk about this and realize that, like, that was the first example I saw of like the incompetent villain and the villain that talks forever and ever and lets the enemy get away. And, you know, those movies are very meta in the first place, but I'm going to keep saying this as a kid, you like don't really understand a meta movie that much. So I was like, oh, this guy's whole staff thinks that he's kind of stupid. And, you know, there's like, he's kind of incompetent and he only gets by because of like number two and, you know, all this, all this type of stuff. Like, it's just very funny to see such a big character and, have such a huge secret lair um, and just to actually like not be a very good villain or to be like kind of a real person and just <laughs> not a real person, but you know, just someone who's like kind of goofy and silly and also supposed to be like the main villain of the movie was fun. Absolutely. You know, I think with both characters, one of the things I find so that works with this movie is like, no one is like, wow, he's so dumb or like Austin powers is ugly. Like you mentioned, like, Everyone, we see that and we see these things, but then everyone like defers to them. Like no one in Dr. Evil's empire is like, he's stupid. <laughs> we just know he is. To be dorky about improv for a second is like what they tell you to do when you improvise is to be like, anything that happens is true. So if we had a movie where Dr. Evil was incompetent and the whole movie, everybody was like, he's incompetent. It'd be like, well, then why are they there? Why are they working for him? Like, you know, he is stupid and they all kind of know it, but he also can like, throw you into a fire pit, <laughs> you know, oh, at a moment's notice. So, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very badly burned. That whole scene is so good. Yes. Which I will say this movie holds up pretty well, except for Will Ferrell. Like, obviously we don't even have to say yeah. that Will Ferrell's character doesn't yeah. hold up, but other parts of the movie, to be totally honest, I think like, especially for a movie, when did it come on? The first one come out night. Um, 97. Yes, for, for a movie from the 90s, there's a lot worse that came out a lot later. So, you know, some stuff you do. Yeah. Some stuff I'm like, oh, I feel bad watching this now. But Austin Powers, I'm like, no, this is mostly okay still. Mm-hmm. You know what's kind of interesting about that? I was thinking about that yesterday about, like, what does and doesn't hold up in this. And I feel like a lot of the jokes, like, pretty much all hold up, but a lot of the dialogue is more like what doesn't hold up, which is kind of interesting. Like the jokes often aren't at anyone else's expense. I mean, there's, there's probably some, there's I'm, a lot, I'm sure there's stuff I'm thinking you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Exactly. But I'm just saying like, it felt like there was more dialogue that didn't hold up 
uh, instead of jokes and you'd think it would be the other way around. Yeah, that's a good point. Just the way people talk, it's like, ooh, we don't talk like that yeah. anymore. But yeah, I get what you're saying. The jokes are, it's just like a lot of like puns and a lot of like goofy stuff and mm. a lot of physical comedy and stuff that is like timeless. That's a good point. Yeah. You'll never be the head of a major corporation. Okay, that'll do. Okay. And not to excuse like the misogyny and other things in this movie, but like, you know, it obviously has James Bond in its crosshairs and like a huge part of that franchise is that James Bond is a huge womanizer. Yes. He's obviously not as over the top as Austin Powers is about it, but it's certainly a big aspect of the Totally. I mean, that's the that's what so much of this first movie is about and like why Vanessa exists is like calling out the BS, you know, like like he does mm-hmm. mess up in many ways, but Vanessa's there to be like the counterpoint of what of how we've grown as a society, you know. Um, but yeah, it's you know, and Elizabeth Early does great in that role as just the straight laced but very fun and like, you know, likes likes Austin for like the person he really is, you know, like uh but yeah, she's great in this role. Yeah. Just like kind of representing how like how we've grown and stiff and also she gets wasted and she's like i'm ready austin let's do it and he's like okay i can't go to sleep which it's not like wow go austin powers but it's like mm-hmm. it, i mean there's lots of movies from that time that there's a drunk girl that has sex with somebody and in the movie he out loud is like i can't have sex with vanessa she's drunk and it's like oh yeah <laughs> There would have been a lot of comedies too, like around this time where, you know, a character like does a pan to the camera and like is like, you know, like and would go through with it. So, yeah, not again, not to be like, wow, this is the most progressive film ever. No, but but (laughs) but I do agree. It's like, yes, out loud. He's like, oh, he's like, I can't. He's like, I obviously can't have sex with someone when she's drunk. That would be horrible. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Especially when other movies like the entire goal of some of the male characters is to get a woman drunk specifically to have sex with them. So, like, yeah, again, not not to say this is like the most virtuous movie of all time, but yeah, I agree. Cody, I think you were trying to uh, get us to talk a little bit about Vanessa. Yeah, you know, kind of doing a character breakdown thing. I don't know. We have a format, but we kind of just do what we want. So (laughs) no, no, let's do it. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Vanessa? Nope. (laughs) Okay. I can go next. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I think, you know, she's really great in this role, Elizabeth Hurley. Um, Yeah, I I just, you know, the one thing that's that's kind of a bummer about this role is, like, there's so many characters here that are, like, very over-the-top and very, very funny, and it's not to say that, like, she doesn't have any funny moments, but, like, every character in this movie is, like, a true, like, goofy character minus like just a couple and so it would have been cool if like one of the main characters maybe had a few of those like longer like comedic elements um but yeah you know no slight to her obviously um but yeah i think you know it would have been cool to see a little more comedy out of out of this character i think yeah because she's kind of there to be the straight man to everybody and like you know there's basil too and he's kind of a a straight man, but he gets plenty of his own jokes and gags and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I agree. They don't give her a lot of opportunity. It's a lot of her just being like, what are you doing? That's crazy. That's wrong. That doesn't make any sense. Also, mm-hmm. would you guys sleep with 
the daughter of someone that you <laughs> used to sleep with. Like, if it was Elizabeth Hurley? Okay, I mean. well, yeah, sure, if it's Elizabeth Hurley, but it's just so funny that it's like, it's her daughter. <laughs> Could have been your daughter. <laughs> what I'll say is, I don't think I'll ever sleep with anyone's uh, daughter if they are the same age, if the mother is the same age. Sure, <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. I mean, realistically, in real life, yeah, yes. yeah, of course not. But in time travel, wibbly wobbly. Also, I'll point out, Vanessa points out she has a husband at the beginning of the movie and therefore doesn't hook up with Austin. Right. So he's just hooking up with the daughter of his friend. <laughs> like, that's better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. How does how does Mrs. Kensington feel about this whole Austin and her daughter getting married? Anywho, <laughs> anywho. Well, I mean, as we'll see in the second one, it's kind of never mind. We'll get there in the next episode. <laughs> it happens a lot. Assuming you're never, assuming you guys are never going to talk about that movie with Blake Lively, where she, uh, the age of Adeline. It happens in that movie too, which I've never seen. But is she, it a franchise? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just one movie. But she then it's safe from this podcast. She's like ageless, and she dates a guy, and then fifty years later, she dates his son, and she, but she doesn't know. <clears throat> So Austin, Austin knows, but you know, that's okay. I mean, look yeah. at Marvel. Captain America has a whole thing with Peggy Carter in the past, and then he dates Sharon Carter in the future. That's her niece. It's only marginally better. Sure. Fair. And of course, I know who these people are. Yes, I also, <laughs> I also knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all huge comic book fans yes. on this podcast. On this podcast. <laughs> right. I think then like we can almost do like all the bad guys as a group just because they are so like funny, but there are so many of them that going through each one feels like like I mean, Seth Green is Scott. I personally think like great, very funny. Also kind of like I don't want to call him the straight man, but like he is just an angry teen. That is like all his character is, but it doesn't ever run out of jokes throughout the trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, Brow is great. Just <laughs> just yelling. Bring in the laser. And then uh, my favorite <laughs> of the whole group is probably number two. I think like how he's always like actually smart and he's like, well, you know, we don't actually have to do anything evil. We are in like in the first movie, that whole bit where he <laughs> Dr. Yule's like, let's destroy the ozone layer. And he's like, well, we already did. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. All of that is so just all of him being like one million dollars. And everybody's like, OK, buddy, like he just has no idea of anything that has happened. And it, yeah, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Yeah, all the bad guys are funny. But I, I mean, Scott is definitely, I think, maybe one of my favorite characters of any movie I've ever seen. He's just so funny and goofy and antagonistic. Oh, yeah. I like I like all of them, too. Uh, yeah, I, I love the progression of Frau. She might be my favorite. Just it's just so funny to see everyone react when she just yells as loud as she does every time she makes any sort of announcement. Uh, I like I can't remember his name. The Lucky Charms guy. I just love oh that God. scene that we get with oh him uh, where Austin's in the bathroom and he's next to tom arnold <laughs> who does number two work for <laughs> well even even when he's introduced he's like they're always after me lucky charms yes. and it's bro who has the great line where she's like 
it's a television commercial. Oh, that was. Oh, that line is so long. And it's like, they're running from the children. And I, even as a kid, I was like, this is the longest explanation ever. It's a television commercial with this cartoon leprechaun. And all of these children are trying to chase him. Hey, leprechaun man, leprechaun man. Matu, get your lucky chance. Oh, and there's all these little tiny bits of marshmallows just stuck right in the cereal so that when the kids eat them, they think, oh, this is candy. I'm having fun. And uh, <laughs> I, I will say there the jokes that Will Ferrell's character has, you know, where he's like gets down oh, of course, yeah. into oh the goodness. chamber and then he's just like, please. Oh, you sent help. Thank you. I'm very badly wounded. And he's like, oh. You shot me. You <laughs> shot me again. <laughs> it just takes so long to die. It's so great. You shot me. Okay, moving on. You shot me right in the arm. Why did Nice. All right. Cody's got his phone out, which I think uh, means it's now time for the patented three-minute plot challenge. Audrey. Oh, God. Okay. Are you ready to give us the plot of Austin Powers? International Man of Mystery in three minutes. I am. I'm definitely going to say stuff from the second movie, but I'm going to try not to. <laughs> Which is going to be so good. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, we're doing them back to back, so that's completely fair. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yes. Steady. Go. Okay. Austin Powers is like a swinging man from the 60s, and he has to go 30 years into the future to the 90s to stop Dr. Evil. Um. So he gets... Um. He gets cryogenically frozen for 30 years um, and then he pees for a minute and a half, which is my favorite part of the movie. And then he's in the 90s and um, he's now working with Vanessa, who is uh, Mrs. Kensington's daughter, and they work together to stop Dr. Evil, who wants to destroy the world by, um, is this Preparation H? Or is this, or there's a giant laser, or he has some weapon. No, it's it's Preparation H. Okay, it's Preparation H. And on the whole, it feels good. So he, so Dr. Evil wants to destroy the world. So, um, yeah, uh, Austin Powers and Vanessa have to stop him. So they get in a plane and they fly to wherever he is. I just remember they're on a plane because they have to fly from somewhere to somewhere else. And there's a rotating circle bed. And um, Austin and Vanessa go out and they get really drunk and they play Twister. And they, they, and she's like, I'm ready to do it. And he's like, no, I can't. And they have that whole thing going on. Oh, man, I got so much time. I feel like I'm just like, and then they stop Dr. Evil. But that's the part that I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. So Dr. Evil also has um, a son whose name is Scott. <laughs> and um, he meets his son. Um, and I think his son is just like he was cryogenically frozen and they like used his sperm and it's like Frau is his mom or something like that. And that's why Scott exists. And, Fra- and Scott's been being raised without a dad. So he's like an angsty kid. And um, yeah. And then they stop Dr. Evil. And I think this is the one where they... Oh, this isn't the one with the lava. I can't remember how Dr. Evil traps him and Vanessa. This is the ending that I can't remember. Something happens and then they stop Dr. Evil. Or he goes into space or something like that. <laughs> And I have so much time left, but I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, would you like to use our patented phone a friend to ask Ryan how the movie? Yes, Ryan. How does the movie end? (laughs) 
Yeah, so eventually, like, uh, Austin and Vanessa get captured by Dr. Evil. And, yeah, this is where Scott's like, why don't you just shoot him now? Like, I'll go to my room and get a gun. We'll shoot him together. And he's like, no, I'm going to put him in a in a different room with a oh, one-night guard and, the like, slowly laser. lower them. The sharks with lasers on their heads. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, then she's uh, Vanessa's like, oh, I have some floss. And he's like, I get it. My teeth are bad. And she's like, no, we can swing to safety. And then they beat him. Beat up a bunch of the henchmen and eventually, like, they don't capture Austin or Austin Powers. They don't capture Dr. Evil. Um, but he once again gets away in Big Boy. Yes. And I think that's how it. The, the, the end. And then him and Vanessa get married. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, that's, yeah. that's time. You guys forgot the happy ending. Him and Vanessa get married. They keep doing the thing where other things are are the boobies and the pee-pee. Uh, oh, that is at the end of the first movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's at the end of the first mm-hmm. one. It's so sad because they get married and then the beginning of the second... Oh, no, no, no. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, Jeez, Andre, you only mentioned, uh, like, you know, a couple of plot points from number two. Okay, good, okay. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're great. You just don't get it, do you? Well, now that we have uh, gone over the plot, do we want to just kind of recap it and, and rate this bad boy? Let's do it. Audrey, we'd love for you to kick this off. Oh, just like out of 10? Uh, yeah, I, I think we do out of five. But yeah, you just give it something. Oh, great. Five. I'm going to give it a four out of five because it's an incredible movie, a great parody, funny and goofy for kids and like smart and funny for adults. Um, and then the only reason it's not a five is because it's 25 years old and some of the jokes are bad now, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's an incredible movie. I watched it over, you know what? I watched it over COVID. It was like a COVID comfort movie for me. So that should say how easy it is to just turn on and watch and just like laugh for a couple hours. It's really great. I mean, yeah. So, you know, um, I'm going to give it uh four out of five Swedish penis enlargement pumps um and yeah you're right i mean there there's so many scenes we didn't even touch on which is absolutely fine because you can't without just taking the full time but like the the hot tub scene is hilarious with the fart bubbles the the whole like um i don't know it's all just so good so i yeah i'm gonna give it a four out of five too it's so funny It, it holds up really well nice i'm gonna give it uh four and a half out of five them bots uh, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, this movie was like a, a pretty huge deal to me growing up and I still like laugh out loud at a lot of the jokes here. Yeah, there's just so many. And yeah, I think it was also one of the first movies I ever saw where it's like they're going to take a joke really, really far, whether it's like the whole sh- thing or yeah, when he pees oh and like, God. he goes oh for like gosh, 90 seconds so and then you think he's done, you think he's done, you think he's done and then he starts going again. <laughs> And yeah, there's just like all those other little jokes where it's like, <laughs> well, I think, you know, one of the reasons I'm curious if that we got like the three minute challenge done so early and because you're right, like it's like the first like slapstick comedy we've really talked about or something on here. And so like you don't have to worry about like plot points to remember to be like, yeah, and this happened because of this. It's like, you're right. It's like Austin Powers spy in the 60s. Goes goes forward in time, has to stop Dr. Evil, but all of a sudden the world's grown up without him. Like, that's like it. You know, that's the t- like the log mm. line and it's everything. But the jokes are also good. And it's like, well, do I just tell the jokes that I like for the rest of the time? It's also yes. Yeah. And it's also like evergreen because it's like it's funny when you're seven. 
it's funny again when you're 16 because you're like oh my god all the stuff i didn't get and then like the last time i watched it i finally like absorbed the joke where he's like oh great those capitalist pigs will pay for their crimes and they're like awesome we won he goes oh great hey capitalism and it's just so funny because it's like it's not a joke though i was funny when i was 15 but now i think it's hilarious <laughs> and it's yeah. like if i watch it again right now i would probably hear a joke that i like never really got or never really appreciated like and you can do that forever and that's that to me is a good movie a movie you can like watch for the rest of your life because like you said it's so so packed with jokes I mean, I watched it, I think, like three weeks ago um, in prep for this. I just like happened to be like, oh, I kind of want to watch it and I'll toss it on. And then I started like rewatching it uh, earlier. I didn't get through the whole thing again. But exactly like I knew what was going to happen and I was still losing it, even though I've just seen it, you know. And it's there's all these there's like there's so many other movies like that. But almost I'm thinking of TV shows like there's like 30 Rock. Like if you watch 30 Rock a second time, you would or if you watch Gilmore Girls, like these TV shows that just have, or The Simpsons, just joke, 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 joke over such a long period of time. And Austin Powers is a movie that does that in two hours and gives you that same feeling of watching a whole entire TV show so, so full of jokes and references and stuff, which is cool. Hard for a movie to do that, I think. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix. Please deliver. All right. Do we want to uh, move on to our recast? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's a quick as far as the franchise stuff, we definitely need it. And obviously it helped the franchise. I think like if you if you haven't gotten that from our effusive praise of this movie, then. But yeah, let's go to that recast. Ryan, since you are the most eager, I would love to hear yours. Yeah. Is there someone we want to start off with? Do you, does anybody have a preference? Otherwise, I can just go with what I have written down first. Yeah. I mean, just do do Austin Powers or whoever you have first. Yeah. Whoever you're most excited right. about. Uh, I don't know if I'm most excited, but since you mentioned it and it's the main character, I'll say I, I put Austin slash Dr. Evil um, and I, I put Andy Samberg. Uh, I just think that's somebody who really like takes on characters uh, kind of similar to Mike Myers. And also, like I said, you know, there's some physical comedy here that I think he can take on. Also, like Andy Samberg, from what I understand as a human, is like a really nice human so i think like it makes characters like this more palatable um i think that's probably very true of mike myers as well he's i think he's a little more of a private person but yeah i just i love andy samberg i think uh yeah his goofiness would really lend well to this role i mean yeah that's a great request i also have austin slash dr evil i did He's maybe a little too old, but and I've used him already, but I said bill hater i just was like i'll watch bill hater do anything <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that he would just nice. be so fun. And like every physical thing Mike Myers does, I was like, I could I could see Bill Hader doing like his own but similar version. Yeah, you got it. That's Andre. so funny. I thought of Bill Hader, too. But um, we're, we're all picking SNL people because mine is Bone Yang because. But nice. it just makes sense nice. to nice. cast to take Mike Myers, an incredible comedian. And it's like you have to have another comedian as that role. You can't you <laughs> couldn't just do it. But like Bone Yang is just like. One of the best new people on SNL, I think, in the last 10 years and incredibly expressive. And like, he's the first person I thought that could convincingly play two very, very totally different people. And you can like you can put the same person in whatever makeup and stuff that you want. But Cody's right. If they don't bring their own new character to it, it's just going to be the same person in two costumes. And Bone Yang 
like Mike Myers would make it feel like it was two totally different people. And I think like the first time I watched this movie when I was younger, I probably didn't know that it was that they were both Mike Myers, you know, and I think that Bone Yang would pull that off, too. He's so funny. Yeah, I mean, that's a great choice. And also just thank you for saying I was right and agreeing with me. Um, finally, someone <laughs> else who doesn't love when people phone in a second character. I'm not choosing sides. Both of you are right about everything that you say for the next 45 minutes. And then that goes away. I'm just extending an olive branch to all of Hollywood slash Staten Island. The the bridges we have burned in both cities. <laughs> um, cool. I'll kick off with the next character I have yeah. on here is actually Scott. Um, and I, I, I think this person would be so good at ages of the character, but maybe an adult son would be funny. I have Adam divine workaholics, righteous gemstones. I just think him being like this, like didn't grow up with a dad. His dad's evil. I think he would just have so much fun with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wrote down Patty Harrison. Oh my God. Just cause I think she, first off, she's like one of my favorite comedians out there right now. And I think if I think you should leave a show we all love and adore has shown us anything like her being like kind of yeah petulant is just absolutely Ugh. hilarious. And I think we'd get like a, a little bit of a funnier Scott. No, no shade to Seth Green. I mean, he's he's great. But I just think I just really think that she would absolutely destroy this role. And she is just so, so funny. I agree. And I'm going to bounce off of you totally and just say that Tim Robinson would also absolutely be hilarious because Tim Tim Robinson also kind of has that like shrunken like little kid posture where he's like he like stands and like walks like that and he would just be I can just, yeah I can just imagine and he's so tall like I can just imagine him coming out around the corner and like <laughs> and he's the way he yells is so funny and like he are he's so argumentative and so much of I think you should leave like I think he'd be he'd be very good nice oh, yeah. nice. Audrey, why don't you kick us off with either your Frau or your Vanessa, if you have. Oh, Vanessa would be fun. I mean, it'd be fun to just put like another super hot. (laughs) You got to pick somebody who's just like super hot, straight lace, like, like, I don't know, like Zoe Saldana or somebody like that. Like just because she's like fun and entertaining and a very good actor, but she kind of brings a little bit of like. Like she would be good at being like, okay, Austin, you're like being insane. It, that I mean, that definitely ages her. So he's always held on like 15 years ago. Sure. That's great. Yeah. Who cares? You can snatch him from history. We have no rules. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm going to say um, mine is uh, hot off her success in succession. I'm going Sarah Snook. Um, she's the redhead woman. I don't know her character's name, but I think that. Shiv. Shiv. Oh, Shiv. Yeah. Thank you. I think that she would be so good because she kind of has that also that like reprimanding nature to her while still being really, I think, fun. Um, but yeah, that's my casting for that character. Nice. I put Issa Rae. Oh, my um, God. I think, uh... I, I think throwing in another comedian into the mix would would be nice. Uh, I think she's just got sort of that like charm to her in the same way that this character does. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just. I really like her. I want to see her in some more stuff. She's great. So, yeah, Absolutely. I think Ray would be great. Amazing. Which means, Ryan, kick us off with your favorite. Last of the recast, Frau. For Frau, I put the one and only Catherine O'Hara. Oh, my um, God. You know, <laughs> just great. You know, again, I'm just trying to really just pump this cast full of superstars. 
And yeah, I, I just think, you know, hearing her yell, uh, kind of like Kevin from Home Alone. But also, you know, I, I don't know. I think seeing her play like an evil character would be super, super funny. I, I don't know if we've ever really seen that from her. Maybe in a Christopher Guest movie. And I'm just it's slipping my mind. But yeah, again, I don't know. It's just she's just so, so, so funny. Um, and yeah, I think it, this th- now that I'm like thinking about the four of these actors that I've named like all together in a, like a movie with this many jokes not to say the original cast didn't do great I think it just uh I think they'd knock it out nice solid pat on his own back Ryan Katmeyer. no I agree I love your cast Ryan I'm just giving you a hard time oh behave Audrey you got a foral for I do. Us? I do I'm gonna go with Amy Poehler and it's probably because she has that very funny SNL sketch where she is at the bar. Have you guys seen this? She's at the bar and she makes eye contact with a guy and they are like going to flirt with each other. And then she stands up and she's like eight and a half months pregnant. And the guy is like, oh, no. And, and she does this very like sexy, like awkward dance across the bar while she's very pregnant. And it just I'm probably just mapping that onto when. Something happens in another movie <laughs> that is similar to that. Um, but yeah. And also Amy Poehler does have kind of like not a shrill voice, but like I can hear her yelling and stuff the same way that who's that actress? I don't even know her name who plays Frau. I can't remember. Is it Mindy Starling? Or is that someone else? I know she's in each of the movies. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it up for next. She could, I can like hear her being similar to that actress. So yeah. My Frau, based off of her portrayal in many things, but specifically what we do in the shadows, I'm going Kristen Shaw. Oh, I could could hear her do that. Nice. Stop. You know, like with her little her little she is always kind of being a manic person. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, solid recasts all around, I think. Yeah. Let's all pat me on the back again. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, just so good. You're so good at casting, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Wow. <laughs> Should we even play this game anymore? You you crushed it. <laughs> no, I don't think I, I played a win. <laughs> I podcast to win. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Scott, that hurts, Daddy, when you say that, honestly. Awesome. Well, is there are there any final thoughts or anything before we wrap this one up here? No, I think that's it for me. A great, great film, awesome. great time. Um Excited to talk about the second one, and you know Audrey is. <laughs> we basically already have on accident because of me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. For those listening, in case you haven't picked up on it yet, we're uh, recording these two back to back. So stay tuned again for Audrey here. But uh, before we before we let y'all go, Audrey, we'll have you do this at the end of the next episode as well. But is there anything you want to plug? Where can folks find you? Anything you want to say to? Keep it in mind that this will come out like two weeks from now. Oh, yeah. You guys asked me this and then I never had anything to say because there isn't. (laughs) But I don't know if anybody wants comps to Second City Tuesday through Friday. Let me know (laughs) because I can get them for you. And I'm a performer at Second City. You can see me in a bunch of different random Second City shows. And I love the Second City, but it's all short form improv, which I also love. But I'm assuming that a lot of people listening have already seen a lot of short form improv. So no pressure to come see me. But I'm going to plug Don't Quit Your Daydream, which is the new main stage show that opened a couple weeks ago um, that I am not in. That it is. It's a phenomenal show. And it's very, very good. And um, just pretend that I'm in it. But go see that show because it's it's really good. 
You heard it here first. Go see Don't Quit Your Daydream at the Second City, starring not Audrey Schiffhauer. Six people that are not Audrey Schiffhauer. Nice. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next episode. Bye.